in John chapter 1 and verse 5, as we've been talking about the glory of the Lord, uh, John chapter 1 and verse 5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to bear witness about the light. And when we read the word light, think glory, the brilliance of who God is. Uh, that all might believe through him. He, John, was not the light, but came to bear witness of the light. And then verse 14, And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So even though I didn't start the recording on time, I want to be rem- I want us to be reminded of the of the beautiful glory, the Shekinah glory of the Lord as these disciples in Acts chapter 1 were running back into the upper room to pray, they were running into the presence of God. We know that now as even our savior, the lamb of God, we're going into his presence, we're approaching the throne of God. Um, he is the light, and um, I'm just wondering, as as all these pieces are coming together in their mind, if they're thinking about the glory of the Lord, they're thinking about the, the presence of the Lord that they're enjoying, and they're running back into, maybe they're thinking of Jesus calming the waves. Maybe they're thinking of Jesus multiplying the loaves and fishes. Maybe he, they're thinking about Jesus turning the water into wine. This is glory. Only God could do these things. This is the light. This is the glory of the Lord. This is his authority, even to the point where people were saying, what manner of man is this, that even the winds and the waves obey him? This is glory. Um, at his transfiguration, they saw the glory of God. So, When we pray, oh, friends, when we pray, can we be mindful that we're entering into the throne room of God, that we can bask in his glory? And as we're praying for our churches and we're praying for our countries and our world and we're praying for this this conference, Father, would you send your glory and fill the place and fill our churches and fill our families? and, And you have the authority to do that. You've done it before. Do it again, God. We're begging you to do this again. May your glory be revealed, the manifestation of of the sweetness of your spirit. And so in closing, um, a text that came to mind as I was listening to uh, Todd Friel this morning in this conference from Acts chapter 7. He didn't comment. He got close to this, but he didn't comment on this. Acts chapter 7 and verse 54. Just, Just enjoy this with me, if you will. Acts chapter 7 and verse 54, this is about after Stephen preaches an incredible, um, striking sermon. Um, He says this, Now when they had heard these things, they were enraged, and they ground their teeth at him. Didn't make a difference to Stephen. Verse 55, But he, full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, Behold, I see the heavens opened, and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. 
And dear praying friends, as I read this today, I thought, God, would you show me your glory? Would you show us your presence? Would you manifest your presence to us? Would you open the heavens? Somebody in the prayer meeting this morning just quoted, God, would you rend the heavens? And would you send down showers of blessing? So we don't have a lot of time. I mean, I mean, we don't know how much time we have to serve the Lord. So we need to, we need to do much with the time that we have. And may we forsake sin. May we for, forsake pride and covetousness and the the emptiness of our culture. And pray for the glory of the Lord to be made manifest, um, even in the conference today and in our lives and our churches. So that's why we're praying the glory of the Lord, the advancement of the kingdom of heaven. Revival, awakening, we just want to see God work and God move.